Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Saint Luke. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole world should be enrolled. This was the first enrollment when Quirinius was governor of Syria. So all went to, the, to be enrolled, each to his own town. And Joseph, too, went up from Galilee from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David that is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David, to be enrolled with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. While they were there, the time came for her to have her child and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now, there were shepherds in that region living in the fields and keeping the night watch over their flock. The angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were struck with great fear. The angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people, for today in the city of David, a Savior has been born for you, who is Christ and Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find an infant wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was a multitude of the heavenly host with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. The Gospel of the Lord.
What is real? Asked the rabbit one day when they were in the nursery before Nana came to tidy the room. Does it mean having things that buzz inside you and a stick-out handle? Real isn't how you are made, said the skin horse. It's a thing that happens to you. When a child loves you for a long, long time, not just to play with, but really loves you, then you become real. Perhaps you recognize where these, these lines come from. These are the most quoted lines from the classic children's book, The Velveteen Rabbit, written just over 100 years ago by Marjorie Williams. The book has been in print throughout these past 100 years. It has been adapted many times over the years for both screen and stage, including a new um, streaming video that was made as a, a new Christmas special just this past month. The story begins on Christmas morning, where we find the rabbit wedged in the top of the boy's stocking with a sprig of holly between his paws. For at least two hours, the boy loved him. Until dinner time, that is, when aunts and uncles came and there was a great rustling of tissue paper and unwrapping of parcels, and in the excitement of looking at all the new presents, the velveteen rabbit was forgotten. The book's subtitle gives us an idea of what the rest of the story will be about. How toys become real. The forgotten rabbit spends the next several weeks either in the toy cupboard or on the nursery floor, where he begins to meet and also compare himself with the other toys. The more modern mechanical toys were very superior and looked down upon the other toys. And all the toys did their best to seem important and to pretend that they were real. The only toy who was kind to the Velveteen Rabbit at all was the Skin Horse. The Skin Horse had lived longer in the nursery than any of the others. He was wise, for he had seen a long succession of mechanical toys arrive to boast and swagger, and by and by break their mainsprings and pass away. And he knew that they were only toys and would never turn into anything else. This is the point in the story where the skin horse imparts his great wisdom in answering the rabbit's question. Real isn't how you are made, said the skin horse. It's a thing that happens to you. When a child loves you for a long, long time, not just to play with, but really loves you, then you become real. The boy's uncle made me real, he said. That was a great many years ago. But once you are real, you can't become unreal again. It lasts for always. Sometime later, the rabbit gets the chance he's been waiting for. There was a person called Nana who ruled the nursery. And one evening, Nana was in a hurry, and instead of trying to find the boy's typical bedtime toy, she grabbed the bunny by the ear and handed him to the boy. Here, she said, 
Take your old bunny. He'll do to sleep with you. That night, and for many night after, the velveteen rabbit slept in the boy's bed. Thus began his journey to becoming loved by the boy and becoming real. What is real? This question asked by the Velveteen Rabbit on the floor of the nursery over 100 years ago is a question that we human beings have always asked and pondered. It's a question that we've even asked to God. God, are you real? God, where are you? Why don't you come and save us? As we grow from childhood into adulthood, there is a maturing process that is good and necessary. However, there is also a loss that can occur. Seeing the effects of sin and evil in our world, we can lose that childlike wonder that we find so precious in children. And then we can start to make distinctions. Distinctions between what we consider to be actually real and what we dismiss as merely imaginary. We see this conflict play out between Nana and the boy. The boy accidentally left his bunny out in the lawn one day in the spring, and when it was time for bed, Nana had to go out and look for the bunny with the candle lit because the boy couldn't go to sleep unless he was there. After finding the bunny, Nana grumbled as she rubbed him off with a corner of her apron. You must have your old bunny, she said. Fancy all that fuss for a toy. The boy sat up in bed and stretched out his hands. Give me my bunny, he said. You mustn't say that. He isn't a toy. He's real. When the little rabbit heard that he was heard that he was happy, for he knew that what the skin horse had said was true at last. The nursery magic had happened to him, and he was a toy no longer. He was real. The boy himself had said it. In this brief exchange between Nana and the boy, we hear her making a claim. What's actually real is important. And what's merely imaginary is not worth making a fuss over. But that supposed conflict between real and imaginary, it's unnecessary. And that word merely is misplaced because imaginary does not mean the same thing as fake or false or untrue. But sometimes adults conflate the terms in our minds and in our words and we reduce imaginary to something less important. There is, however, no conflict between real and imaginary. That's a notion we pick up as we grow into adulthood. There's a sadness to that and a loss. A sadness and a loss because anything that undermines our ability to imagine also undermines our ability to believe and to have faith. Yet every year, 
there's something about Christmas that reminds us, that brings us back at least to the possibility of childlike wonder. The legends, the stories, the traditions, the hymns, carols, and songs, the decorations, the lights, and the gifts, the family gatherings and reunions, the food, the hope and peace and joy. Are they real? If so, what makes them real? The people of Israel, they surely asked questions about what is real. Through the prophets, God had promised to come and save them. But the years and the centuries passed by. The exodus, the long journey to the promised land, judges and kings came and went, battles and wars were fought, they were conquered and exiled. They returned to the homeland but were oppressed by another empire. Feeling the effects of sin and evil, the people of Israel waited and waited and waited for God to fulfill his promise and send a savior. These questions must have crossed their minds and been lifted up in prayers, even on the holy night of Jesus' birth. What is real? God, are you real? God, where are you? Why don't you come and save us? And then it all happened. A virgin was visited by an angel. She had faith and believed that what was spoken to her by the Lord would be fulfilled, and thus conceived and bore a son. Joseph was visited by the angel in his dream. He had faith and believed and did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary as his wife. The shepherds had a vision of a multitude of angels in the heavens. They had faith and believed and went to see for themselves that which the Lord had made known to them. The wise men, they saw the star at its rising. They had faith and believed and traveled hundreds of miles over many, many months to come and do him homage. Were all these events and mysteries surrounding Christ's birth real? And if so, what makes them real? The answer to what makes it, them real, to what makes anything real, is found in the skin horse's answer to the velveteen rabbit. Love. Real isn't how you are made, said the skin horse. It's a thing that happens to you. When a child loves you for a long, long time, not just to play with, but really loves you, then you become real. What makes the Velveteen Rabbit a Christmas story? Yes, it begins with a gift being given on Christmas morning, so that certainly qualifies it. But what really makes it a Christmas story lies in that question asked by the rabbit many, many weeks after Christmas Day as he was lying on the nursery floor. What is real? 
And what really makes it a Christmas story lies in the answer offered by the skin horse. Love. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son so that everyone who believes in Him might not perish, but might have eternal life. What the Velveteen Rabbit learned is what John, the beloved disciple, learned from Jesus and wrote down for us to hear these thousands of years later so that we may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and through this belief, we may have life in His name. This Christmas Eve, we gather once again to be reminded of that truth and of that wisdom. To have our childlike wonder, our belief, and our faith restored. To be reminded of what's real. God's infinite love for each and every one of us that came to us through His Son, born on this holy night. And we pray that as Christmas turns into January and on into the new year, we'll remember the wisdom, the truth that we learned tonight. That once we receive the free gift of God's love, we can never be unloved again. Because God's love lasts for always. Merry Christmas.